0: 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 31 through chapter 11 verse 1 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do all to the glory of God give no offense to Jews or to Greeks or to the church of God just as I try to please everyone in everything I do not seeking my own advantage but that of many that they may be saved be imitators of me as I am of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Thomas, we got kind of eager yesterday and we actually dipped <laughs> into most of this passage for today. But I'm actually really It's hard to stop.
1: We were it, digging in the passage and it was just I, hard I to mean, stop.
0: It's great. It's great. And I'm I'm actually like truly am glad to circle back to it because um we touched on it yesterday, but I think you can just dig in so much more than we did. Oh yeah. And we're gonna talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. But you know, it's a very uh, verse thirty one is a very famous passage. Whether you eat or drink, do whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. And mm-hmm. then he he begins to talk about sort of sanctified people pleasing, if you will. You know, and Lou Priolo, our our uh, Bible counseling, biblical counseling uh, wizard and author of many books, has written a book called People Pleasing uh, that right. is very good and very popular. It's on Audible now too, which is awesome and you know one thing that lou uh has talked about is you know people pleasing like as an act is not like a totally condemnable thing like there's actually a biblical sense in which we should seek uh to be winsome to people and to be all things to all people as paul talks about but i think one of the key phrases here is not seeking my own advantage in verse 33 and so it's it's a very, like, missiological, which basically just means, like, you know, the idea and study of, like, mission, the mission of God. That's right. It's a very missiological take on, on, uh, you know, seeking to please everyone so that they might be saved by the Lord. So what are your thoughts on this passage?
1: I mean, I think that is great insight, what you've just given there. There's definitely an evangelistic bent to this idea of give no offense to Jews or Greeks or to the Church of God, so that's three different groups of people, that's Christians going backwards, that's Greeks, that's the people that were yep. not Jewish, and then the Jewish people. So all three have different worldviews, and Paul is instructing Christians to, hey, your your job is to honor the church of Christ and to yep. be a witness to Jews and to Gentiles. Yep. Uh, as you said, not for his own advantage but evangelistically yeah. missiologically that they may be saved. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and so, you know, and then he in our Bibles the the thought doesn't quite look like it continues because it goes to chapter 11 verse 1, mm-hmm. but really his thought continues in that one little line of be imitators of me as I am of Christ. So Paul's living this life. He's he's modeling this life of Look, I'm trying to win all these people to Christ, and mm-hmm. so I'm going to be careful in how I, I'm going to be careful in how I position myself with my liberties. I'm going to be yeah. cautious with those, and yeah. and I think that's really the one thing we're talking about is our liberties. Mm. Like not black and white sins, but our areas of liberty. We want to be cautious and use our liberties as a means to help people know the Lord.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I do also want to give a word uh, from, you know, he talks about give no offense to Jews or to Greeks or to the church. And this is uh, this is uh, just really heavily applicable to us. You know, I, I was doing something the other night, which I should never be doing. And uh, <laughs> I, I've given up many times, but I was like doom scrolling uh, Christian Twitter like late at night. Uh, And, you know, just 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 giving yourself a a good pep talk. Yeah, that'll make you feel great about the state of things. Just go on Twitter uh, really for anything, but especially, you know, the Christian Twitter realm. But I I was just like sitting there kind of reading and, and looking at these different like arguments that were, you know, just you don't have to like go far before it gets really ugly And it, it, me and D's actually, I I was texting with him about it because it's, it gets so disheartening because it's just people like taking sledgehammers to one another, like Christians taking sledgehammers to one another, or like taking sledgehammers to like the big cultural boogeyman and whatever. And all kind of in the name of like being an ambassador of of truth and, and, you know, this sort of, uh, what can at times feel like a crusade mentality and yeah you know there is certainly like biblical license to live boldly and paul like even who is saying this like ruffled feathers so you have to view all these things with nuance and balance but we should never strive to offend to shock you know to bring the hammer down that's right on our brothers and sisters or on the lost and I think that that is so applicable to us today as as we seek to, you know, speak truth into our world, as we seek to, uh, you know, Paul talks about destroying lofty thoughts and arguments against the cross and putting all thoughts in, in uh, you know, servanthood to Christ. That has to be done through grace and through love and through patience, That's right. just as Christ has done. And so I think that that also is a word here that it does not glorify God to go out with just blunt force and, and, you know, almost seek offense and and seek shock value. That's right. And we should be weary of people who do, because even if we agree with what they're saying, um, they might not be pleasing the Lord through how they are doing it, what they are doing. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I, I think you, you said something in there that's like uh, very important. You you mentioned um, you mentioned grace and do these things with grace. It's easy to look at. So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do for the do all for the glory of God. Um, you know, okay. Well, I'm not going to give offense to these people. I'm going to try to win them to Christ. Uh, I'm in fact I'm going to live such a disciplined lifestyle that I can say, "Be an imitator of me as I am of Christ." Yeah, there can be a lack of grace in the application mm-hmm. of this, and it can become a a <clears throat> works based righteousness. Yeah, that I'm sharing my faith. I've ri- you know, I I have a system for that, which is good. I am cautious in how I live so that I can eat and drink to the glory of God, mm-hmm. not offend people, um, and you could model my lifestyle. You can do that and forget your first love. Mm. And so I do think wow. there's something really yeah. important that we need to to mix in here, because Paul uses this line multiple times in his writings, the line of whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. He uses it twice in Colossians chapter three. He uses this line multiple times. So I think this is something Paul went to often in his ministry. the The, the presupposition is he's talking to Christians when he gives this instruction, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which means that Christian has been covered by the righteousness of Christ and received the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. This is a spirit lived out deal. Yeah, The tension is that while the spirit empowers and the grace of God moves in me, I willfully have to choose to receive that. So that's the tension. It's tapping into the wisdom of God, the power of God through the word of God and the spirit of God to then live this out. And so I would just challenge folks, the way you start living this out is by cultivating an intimate walk with the Lord Mm. and being grounded and rooted in the scriptures. And so then you're not just living this super disciplined Christian lifestyle, which is not bad, it's a good thing, but you're doing it out of the heart of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And you haven't lost your first love. I think that's just really, really important to, to know that that is Paul's presupposition. You do these things evangelistically uh, with your behaviors, with your consumption of things, with your abstaining from things. You do all of this out of a love for the Lord and a deep relationship with the Lord.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Great word. And, you know, I, I do think that that's a really convicting note to land on is um, we can all offer advice to people, but can we say be imitators of me as I am of Christ? Mm. Um, I remember uh, when I was learning how to drive, you know, my parents were teaching me all the nice like law-abiding ways to drive and I was uh riding with my dad once and he he did something you know that w- it wasn't like stupidly dangerous, but it was just one of those risky driving things that sometimes slips out of you yeah, and he like laughed and was like, do as I say, not as I do. And, uh, you know, you hear that phrase. Yeah, you do. And um, when it comes to, you know, the spiritual life and the Christian life, it's one thing to be able to say all the things, but we should all strive to be those models where we can actually call people into the life of, you know, and Paul references this in Philippians 4. And he says, not that I've already ta- obtained it, That's right. but I press on to make it my own. And That's so right. it's not that we present ourselves as righteous, but we present ourselves as people who are pressing on towards Christ. Amen. So may that be us. For Thomas Nelson, this is Will Carlisle. We will see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you